Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 396. Ye messengers of Christ, his sovereign voice obey. Arise and follow where he leads, and peace attend your way. Hymn number 396. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. And our theme for tonight is, with courage, faith, and patience, go. And the readings will now be given by Florence from Georgia. I will read from the Bible. Psalm. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Joshua. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. 
Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, Come hither, and hear the words of the Lord our God. And Joshua said, Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passeth over before you unto Jordan. Now therefore take you twelve men out of the tribes of Israel, out of every tribe a man. And it shall come to pass, as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand upon an heap. And it shall come to pass, when the people remove from their tents, to pass over Jordan, and the priests bearing the ark of the covenant before the people. And as they that bear the ark were come unto Jordan, and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water, for Jordan overflowed all his banks all the time of harvest. But the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon a heap very far from the city Adam, that is beside Zeratan. And those that came down toward the sea of a plain, even the salt sea, sailed and were cut off. And the people passed over right against Jericho. And the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan. And all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. Look, and it came to pass that when Jesus was returned, the people gladly received him, for they were all waiting for him. And the woman, having an issue of blood twelve years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood touched. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude thronged thee and pressed thee, and sayest thou who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody has touched me. For I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling. And falling down before him, she declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed 
immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. James, be ye also patient. Establish your heart. For the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Take my brethren, the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord, for an example of suffering affliction and of patience. Behold, we count them happy which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. Ephesians. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, stand. I will read relative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Work, both by Mary Baker Eddy. Christian scientific practice begins with Christ's keynote of harmony. Be not afraid. Moral courage is requisite to meet the wrong and to proclaim the right. It requires courage to utter truth, for the higher truth lifts her voice, the louder will error scream until its inarticulate sound is forever silenced in oblivion. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. This scripture indicates that all matter will disappear before the supremacy of spirit. Meet every adverse circumstance as its master. Observe mind instead of body, lest art unfit for development enter thought. Think less of material conditions and more of spiritual. Tell the sick that they can meet disease fearlessly if they only realize that divine love gives them all power over every physical action and condition. The understanding, even in a degree, of the divine all power destroys fear and plants the seed in the true path, the path which leads to the house built without hands, eternal in the heavens. Wait patiently for divine love to move upon the waters of mortal mind and form the perfect concept. Patience must have her perfect work. There is too much animal courage in society 
and not sufficient moral courage. Christians must take up arms against error at home and abroad. They must grapple with sin in themselves and in others and continue this warfare until they have finished their course. If they keep the faith, they will have a crown of rejoicing. Christian experience teaches faith in the right and disbelief in the wrong. It bids us work the more earnestly in times of persecution because then our labor is more needed. Great is the reward of self-sacrifice, though we may never receive it in this world. Christian science is dawning upon a material age. The great spiritual fact of being, like rays of light, shine in the darkness, though the darkness comprehending them not may deny their reality. The proof that the system stated in this book is Christianly scientific resides in the good the system accomplishes, for it cures on a divine demonstrable principle which all may understand. Evil has no reality. It is neither person, place, nor thing, but is simply a belief, an illusion of material sense. Faith illumined by work, the spiritual understanding which cannot choose but to labor in love. Hope holding steadfastly to good in the midst of seething evil. Charity that suffered long and is kind, but cancels not sin until it is it be destroyed. These are for the only rule I have found which demonstrates Christian science. Remember, thou canst be brought into no condition, be it ever so severe, where love has not been before thee, and where its tender lesson is not awaiting thee. Therefore despair not, nor murmur, for that which seeketh to save, to heal, and to deliver, will guide thee if thou seekest this guidance. Trust in him whose love unfolds thee. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee. Divine love is never so near as when all earthly joys most of us. Beloved, that which purifies the affections also strengthens them, removes fear, subdues sin, and induces with divine power that which refines character at the same time humbles, exalts, and commands a man, and obedience gives him courage, devotion, and attainment. Beloved Christian scientists, keep your mind so filled with truth and love that sin, disease, and death cannot enter them. It is plain 
that nothing can be added to the mind already full. There is no door through which evil can enter and no space for evil to fill in a mind filled with goodness. Good thoughts are an impervious armor. Clad therewith, you are completely shielded from the attacks of error of every sort. And not only yourself are safe, but all whom your thoughts rest upon are thereby benefited. No greater hope have we than in right thinking and right acting, and faith in the blessing of fidelity, courage, patience, and grace. We will now have a moment of silent prayer, and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 399. Ye timid saints, fresh courage take. The clouds ye so much dread are big with mercy and will break in blessings on your head. Hymn number 399.
Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday evening testimony meeting from the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. Everyone is welcome here. At all of our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. We have quite a wonderful outreach from our church, much of which is from our various websites. Many of those are in other foreign languages. And as a result, people across the globe have found our church, have found God's healing and inspired word, have found healing, comfort, and uplift. And we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our website. We have so much material that we offer for free without any charge. You don't have to sign up for anything. Freely we have been given and in turn and in obedience to God's command, we turn around and offer it freely to the world. So there's much for you to read, listen to, think about, pray over, and study, and I highly encourage our wonderful websites. I'd like to encourage you to read uh, an article we're now featuring on the homepage of our English website. It's entitled, Scientific Thinking by Martha Wilcox. It's a very profound, fundamental, and instructive article, and I recommend it. Uh, join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here with our roundtable discussion, and we follow it with our church service at 11 o'clock. Our roundtable is at 10 o'clock in the morning on Sundays. We also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. We have a teleconference feature dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school, which enables many of the students to attend our Sunday school by telephone, especially those that don't live in the area. And what this means is that your child also can attend our Sunday school by telephone, regardless of where you live. Call up the church. We'll give you the number for the Sunday school. And our teachers there will be very happy to welcome your child. A couple more announcements before we go on. Tomorrow, on Thursday, we're going to be having our membership meeting. And so for those of you who have joined us in membership, the meeting will be tomorrow evening at 8 p.m. sharp. And if you can't come to Plainfield, uh, you can attend the meeting by the regular church teleconference number. As a result of having our membership meeting tomorrow at that time, there will be no 9 o'clock unity watch, but there will be one at 10 o'clock. So make sure you join the Unity Watch at 10 o'clock tomorrow night. Also this Saturday, we're going to be having a Bible study. It'll be held at 10 o'clock in the morning. The Bible study questions are on the website. So plan on joining us Saturday morning, 10 a.m. for our Bible study. 
I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everybody that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will allow everybody else to have the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give your testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. But when you do so, please keep in mind that we can hear you and any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead. Good evening. Thank you, Florence, for the beautiful and the very powerful readings tonight on courage, faith, and patience. I'm so grateful for how tonight's readings, and really every week, they're always so timely and beautifully meet our individual needs. I especially loved how the readings tonight tied in so perfectly with our Sunday roundtable discussion on courage and waiting patiently on God. How grateful I am for being taught here in Plainfield through our Wednesdays and Sunday services, our lessons and roundtables, and very importantly, through the teachings and instructions and the prayerful support of our church practitioners, we're given all the tools that we need most when facing what seems at times to be very difficult circumstances. I'm so grateful for being taught here the importance of striving to cultivate these qualities, how to pray correctly and unselfishly without ceasing, and to have an expectation of good. I love how we are encouraged to stay in our Father's house, to have moral courage, to patiently wait with faith, and to trust in our omnipotent Father, Mother, God to show us the way. My heart is filled with gratitude to God for his ever-present love and care, to Christ Jesus, our way-shower, to our beloved leader, Mary Baker Eddy, and for her priceless gift of Christian science, and my deep and heartfelt gratitude to my practitioner for her steadfast, loving support always, and for this wonderful Plainfield Independent Church. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful to be a member, and I thank you all. Good night. Thank you. Suzanne from Vermont. Suzanne from Vermont. Go ahead. 
Good evening. I would like to thank God for bringing me to this independent Christian science church. Although I was brought up in Christian science, I was not given the clear, strong teaching that I have found here. I loved Sunday school and was surrounded by loving church members, but I wasn't taught obedience. We were free to pretty much do whatever we wanted. I witnessed immoral behavior right within the church, but I wasn't prepared to deal with it. And I surely didn't know what it meant to have a backbone. I didn't really know much about actually practicing Christian science. In fact, it took years of going to various branch churches and wondering, what is it? Why aren't these churches bursting at the seams with people? What am I missing? Because I knew Christian science is the truth, but I couldn't seem to apply it to my life. I just didn't know how. But with the advent of the Internet, I set out to find answers. I spent late nights scouring every Christian science morsel of information online I could find. I was finally able to find answers to my questions through learning about the history of the Christian science movement. And then one day... I found the Plainfield Church website, and suddenly, everything started to come into focus. I immediately knew I had found what I was searching for. It took a very long time to untangle the snarls and the mess I had gotten myself into, but through the years of teachings in this church, I have come a very long way. And my life has been completely transformed. It's a whole new, beautiful life. Now, every day is an opportunity to learn something new. I no longer feel separated from God since being instructed to memorize the 91st Psalm and take it to heart. Every month, we have a new lesson book with Bible lessons that shine bright with truth and inspiration. The resources in our 24-7 reading room online are always at hand. I really appreciate that at any moment I can listen to a recording or bring up an article or hymn very quickly on our amazing website. I am grateful to all the members and workers at Plainfield who bring us these church services and meetings, recordings and periodicals, our loving practitioners who are constantly teaching and healing, those who testify on Wednesday evenings from whom we learn so much. And I'm grateful to God, to Jesus Christ, our way shower, and Mary Baker Eddy the discoverer and founder of this most beautiful Christian science way of life. Thank you. Thank you. Candy from Wisconsin, go ahead. Thank you. Hello, everyone. 
over a week and a half ago, where I lived in Wisconsin, we received about a foot of snow. Because it snowed over two days, I was able to shovel several times to keep up with it and maintain a path to our stairs that go to the road where our car was parked. Then the bitter cold and wind came and I stayed inside. Several days later, when the temperature was forecasted to reach zero degrees Fahrenheit and we needed some groceries, I decided it was time to dig out our car on top of the driveway. As I was shoveling and singing hymns as I usually do when performing outdoor work because it makes the work fly by, a truck with a plow approached and stopped. The gentleman that was driving asked if I would step out of the way so he could be able to plow as close to the car as possible. After he was finished, I asked him his name. He only smiled and replied with, just a good Samaritan, and drove off. This was really a gift from God. It didn't take long after that that I was able to return to the house and warmth. The weather did not let up and received more bitter cold and wind. Again, I waited until the temperature rose, this time to 10 degrees, to shovel out the car. As I was shoveling, I decided to do just enough to be able to get the car out. Later that day, when my husband and I were dressing to to run errands, he called me to the window and told me to look outside. There was a man in a white van, snow blowing around our car, and he even cleared out the area where our garbage cans were so that we could set them out on garbage day. Here again was another good Samaritan. As I told this to my practitioner, she related to me a paraphrase from Miscellany by Mary Baker Eddy. Angels will do your chores, and they certainly did. Thank you, God, Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, for giving us this very precious way of life. And another big thank you to the Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church and my practitioner for showing and teaching me how to demonstrate this science. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Mara from Mississippi, go ahead. Thank you, Florence, for the readings tonight. They were so beautiful. A few weeks ago, I read a testimony in Science and Health in the chapter Fruitage on page 605 called A Case of Mental Surgery. This testimony is about a man who broke his arm after a fall from his bicycle. The injury was healed instantly through prayers, and reading science and health. He ended up getting an x-ray to prove it was broken because his colleagues didn't believe him. This reminded me of a similar healing I had as a teenager. Both my mother and father were brought up Roman Catholic. When my mother became a Christian scientist, it was a big battle for her since all family members were Catholic for many, many generations. One summer, I broke my collarbone while sliding down a water slide at the Jersey Shore. My mother called the practitioner to pray for me and told me and my father if I didn't feel better in two days, I could go to the doctor. So after two days, I was still in pain, so my mother took me to the doctor. I got an x-ray, and the doctor said that it was broken in two places and already started to heal. He explained to us how lucky I was 
because it was set in place perfectly straight how it should be. He said that since it was already healing, if it wasn't set right, he would have had to break it again to reset it. He did nothing for me besides give me a brace that I never wore and medication that I tried for a day and stopped taking. This experience came back to me after reading that testimony. I never really was thankful for this experience or saw God's work in this until recently. It was such a beautiful, comforting feeling and example to remind me that our prayers do work for uh, for our loved ones and anybody that we pray for in our world. And most importantly, God is always here for each and every one of us, loving us and protecting us, whether we know it or not. I'm so thankful for being a part of the Plainfield Christian Science Church. I'm thankful to Mary Baker Eddy for all she went through in discovering Christian science. Thank you to my patient, loving practitioner, and everyone at Plainfield for all you do. Thank you. Elizabeth from New Hampshire, go ahead. Yes, hello, good evening. Um, Thank you for those beautiful readings tonight and also for all of those wonderful, inspiring testimonies. I'd like to share an experience that I had five or six years ago. Um, We had a house in Florida that was hit by a hurricane. And since this was a second home, I very rarely paid attention to the forecast every supposed hurricane season, looking away from this lie about God's weather, but actually kind of in a frightened way. But now our neighborhood was hit dead on, and it was time to face this lie head on. It certainly was a lesson in keeping a clear consciousness in resisting the urge to be impressed by the incredibly ugly pictures that mortal mind had painted for us. In Christian science, we learned that the only reality is the good that God has made, period. When we hold steadfast to this teaching, in spite of what the material senses are constantly throwing at us to the contrary, we truly begin to see only the real In this instance, even though there seemed to be total devastation surrounding us, every day brought glints of God's goodness to our hearts. We saw neighbor helping neighbor and everyone pitching in. Our hearts were light and not heavy as we set about the task of the cleanup, which to human sense could have seemed utterly impossible, not to mention a lot of other negative things, financially devastating, overwhelming, and discouraging, to name a few. But we were quick to turn away from those temptations and to be grateful for every little thing, the shining sun, the many volunteers that came from far and wide to help strangers. After a month of cleanup, we headed back north, feeling as though we had just experienced one of the most wonderful things we had ever seen, instead of one of the worst things. God's love that was expressed everywhere was absolutely incredible. Our house came together beautifully and in spite of no insurance help. When we rise above, we truly are lifted up. I'm so, so grateful to God and Mary Baker Eddy, Christ Jesus, and to all of you at Plainfield. Thank you. Good night. Thank you.
Karen from California. Go ahead. Good evening, and thank you, Florence, for those wonderful, wonderful readings. Very inspiring. Mary Baker Eddy says in our textbook, Science and Health, with Key to the Scriptures, on page 234, quote, Whatever inspires with wisdom, truth, or love, be it song, sermon, or science, blesses the human family with crumbs of comfort from Christ's table, feeding the hungry and giving living waters to the thirsty, end quote. I am so grateful tonight for our hymnal. Each hymn is a treatment, a comforting message that our Father, Mother God is near and that we can rely on his love to strengthen us and give us confidence to trust in him. When I am being tempted to believe that some erroneous situation has any reality and can separate me from my oneness with God's love, I often think of a simple line from one of our hymns to get my thinking back on track. Some hymns have been written by those who have, who have endured very difficult circumstances. And while some may turn away from God, believing ignorantly that he is somehow the cause of their troubles, others have found comfort in drawing closer to God in their hour of need. And as a result, an angel message in the form of a hymn is written and has comforted many others as it comforted them. My motto recently has been, Go to God. So one hymn I particularly like on page 117 of our hymnal begins, I need thee every hour, most gracious Lord. No tender voice like thine can peace afford. And another one that I love on page 134 begins, I look to thee in every need and never look in vain. I feel thy touch, eternal love, and all is well again. The thought of thee is mightier far than sin and pain and sorrow are. I am also grateful that many of our hymns have been recorded so that we may sing along or just listen. I am also so grateful tonight for Mary Baker Eddy, who fulfilled Jesus' promise that he would send another comforter in his name, and that comforter is Christian science. I am so grateful to God for the many blessings that have come to me and my family since he led me here to Plainfield Christian Science Church Independence. From the moment I started working with a practitioner here, I have experienced so much growth in the understanding and practice of Christian science. I also want to express my gratitude for all the testimonies that are given in this church every Wednesday. I have been so inspired by them, and I'm grateful to you all. Thank you, and good evening. Thank you. Luba from Ohio, go ahead. I continue to be grateful for all the good God continues to provide in my life. I'm learning that my expectations and God's plans and timing may not always coincide. 
But my assurance lies in that God's plans are the guarantee of what's best for me. I'm very grateful for all that this church provides of the true teaching of what Mary Baker Eddy provided for us. <clears throat> I'm also most grateful for the continual support of my practitioner, and thank you so much for the reading and the music this evening. Thank you. Christina from Mexico, go ahead. Good evening. I am very grateful for an understanding and demonstration that I had about my place. Last year, there was a change of bosses at my job, which would mean big changes for me and for my partners. I was doing home office for a long time, even after the pandemic emergency ended. But with the change of boss, I was asked to return to the office. The problem was that the office I had before the pandemic was already occupied by someone else. And there didn't seem to be enough places for everyone. So I was placed in a space shared with other people, which was not good for me because it was too noisy. I asked my for a more private place so I could concentrate better. And he told me that at the moment there was overcrowding in the office. At that time, I asked the practitioner for help to focus on prayer. She recommended that I read and work with the article placed by Mary Baker Eddy daily. I did so for several weeks. The article, this article is wonderful because it tells so many deep truths about what our place is, the spiritual meaning of place. At first, I was thinking about my physical place at the office, but little by little, I came to understand that it was not about that, but about my place with God. God. As nothing seemed to move for the moment, I stopped waiting for the change of place in the office. And better, I focused on giving thanks for my new colleagues who surrounded me at work, who were quite nice and friendly. And I let go of God, God's will. After all, maybe it wasn't so important that I had an office to myself. But one day in prayer, I finally had a glimpse that my place was really in love, and no one could take that eternal place away from me. What a beautiful feeling. After a few days of this realization, there days of this realization, when I was not expecting it, my boss called me and told me, that he already has a place for me, an office where I could have more privacy, but I would have to share it with another colleague. What a pleasing surprise this was. The office is beautiful, a quiet place to work. This proof 
that the saturation conditions are unrealistic and the mesmerism that there is not enough room for everyone also vanished. Besides, the office has a beautiful view from the 21 floor where it is located and my colleague is very kind and smart and we get along very well. The article phrase contains many wonderful truths. Among them, it says that, a quote, all we need to change is our sense of discord to the consciousness of harmony, divine government. And it also says, quote, the place must meet all the needs of the idea if it is provided by principle. At end of the quote. It is simply marvelous to be able to prove all this. I thank God for his love, for this understanding brought to me by reading this article with the prayerful support of the dear practitioner, and for knowing once again that divine love always meets our needs. I'm grateful for Mrs. Sebi and her great legacy, Christian Science, which we now know, practice, demonstrate, and share with the world. And I am also grateful for this lovely Plainfield Church and the great work of its members, reflected in the weekly lessons, the Wednesday readings, the website, the services, the roundtables, the Bible studies, the unity watches, and the metaphysical support of the practitioners. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. This evening I have many things to be grateful for, but I would like to share of a healing that I had of a recent uh, a recent healing I had of a twisted ankle. I injured it on my way to do work at church. I could not put weight on it due to the pain. I contacted my Plainfield practitioner and asked for prayers. I was able to complete my tasks at church and attend a group movie in the evening. The pain greatly diminished by the next day. There was very little swelling, and that left also in two days. A week later, I was putting my normal weight on the foot. There were also prayers given to address the history of falling and instructions about the need to entertain a calm thought, not racing thoughts. I cannot express enough gratitude in words for the healing power of Christian science when it is correctly practiced as it is here and how it meets our needs in emergencies and shows us that God is a very present help in trouble and meets our needs. I am also very grateful for the support of the church members during this time. 
I'm very grateful to be here this evening. I'm very grateful to be learning to understand how to apply the teachings of Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy and to be at this church. Thank you. Thank you. Craig. Thank you, Florence, for the readings. And thank you for this church, our practitioners, because faith and courage, uh, it's a daily thing. And if it wasn't for the unity of and the material on the website and the lesson sermons that we do daily, I'm sure there'd be a lot of days that I wouldn't have faith and courage because I would just slide right out into something human. Well, to uh, example of, of the good side of it, I decided to do a nice thing for my wife and took her to a, a show for a birthday. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> it's outside of town, and we need to hold that thought with God and that... Uh, and let God's plan unfold. Well, after lunch and when we were in the theater, all of a sudden, tomorrow's situation, I had a terrible stomach ache. It couldn't have been any part of God's plan. So thank for Mary Baker Eddy and her citation, citation that mine, infinite mind, infinite love, my father and mother was with me and everyone all the time regulates my, <clears throat> my bowels, my stomach, the condition of food, the temperature of children and of man matter. Just what we see and claim to feel does not. And so, of course, I didn't want to be, distract anybody, or, uh, and so I clearly worked with it sincerely. And, and uh, well, I knew it had healed me before, and it would do it again, but it was very quick. And no one knew when left, right, and nobody knew that I was in a lot of pain. I just thank God we have something that where we can, well, that we can practice and that uh, is a blessing on ourselves and on others. This is a wonderful, active, and powerful uh, science. I thank God and Mary Bicaretti for always being, having, letting us have it with us to help and to heal. Thank you. Jeremy. I'm very grateful for all I've learned at this church about Christian science and how that teaching has both given me my place and purpose and also the tools to protect that place and purpose with practitioner support. This past week, I went to see my adult children for a few days. I love them, of course, but as with any family, there's a lot to handle when going to visit. My practitioner has helped me for over 10 years to be prepared for these times. And so I went knowing to radiate and not absorb, as Mary Baker Eddy warned us, everything from the drive, the hotel room, and every interaction I had up there went really well. And when I arrived back home, I felt refreshed and not worn out as I have in the past. It is such a blessing to see all the ways that God good guide, guides, guards, and governs when we learn to live Christian science and put God first. This is especially true 
when I remember how poorly these kinds of visits went in years past before I came to this church. I am so grateful to my practitioner for all the truly practical teaching she has imparted. It is a constant blessing to be a member of this church. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for this wonderful testimony meeting tonight. It is very precious to have these meetings midweek so that we can stay close to God throughout the week. It's very helpful. Tonight I wanted to deeply thank my Plainfield practitioner for her holy prayers. Over this last week, I reached out to my Plainfield practitioner many times for her supporting prayer, and I immediately felt the uplifting, health-giving love of God sweep through our household here in Australia. I felt the truth and found the truth again, that just as dear Shadi affirmed at the round table, as expressed by Mary Baker Eddy, quote, the still small voice of scientific thought reaches over continent and ocean to the globe's remotest bound, end quote. I have felt this still small voice reaching us here so many times in so many perilous conditions that I never could have imagined. I am so grateful that God hears our call, supplies our need, wherever we are. I also wanted to thank the testifier from last week, a member in Germany who does translations. It was stated by this testifier that she was so grateful for the confidence the Plainfield practitioners had shown in her, in her desire to contribute. And she's been doing this translating work for 10 years and has another friend to help and now two others also. What a stunning example of faith, service and love. So thank you to that dear person and her little team for their work and love to do this. I too am so very grateful for the confidence placed in me by the Plainfield practitioners to allow me to serve at this church in my own small way. I am so grateful to have been allowed to contribute here, to work for God at this beautiful church, to work for the cause of Christian science at this wonderful independent church. Before coming here, I was always told that I was too full on about God. I was too intense about Christian science. And before coming here, if I ever tried to give a testimony, the response was either, shut up, or, shush, you mustn't share a testimony, oh, mental malpractice will come and get you. How ridiculous is that? I'm so grateful to come to this church and be free of that error that had attached itself to the misconceptions about Christian science. I am so grateful to be able to contribute to this holy cause each week. Error still tries to argue with me, trying to suggest to me that I should just shut up, that no one is interested in what I have to say. But that is just the serpent trying to stop me from working for God. And every time that happens, I just dig my heels in for God because I am never, ever going to shut up glorifying my God. He gives us everything. He gives us love. He gives us truth. He blesses us calms, protects, and heals us always. I will always shout to the heavens that he is my God, my deliverer, my king, who I love. So thank you, Plainfield Independent, 
for your Christly example and the pure Christian science, including our precious early workers that you have shared with the world. Thank you for encouraging us to contribute in the way that God would use us, living stones we. Thank you, God. Thank you, dear Christ Jesus. Thank you, Mary Baker Eddy. And thank you to our holy practitioners and teachers, our workers at this church. Such loving workers for God all. Thank you all so much and so much love to you all. Thank you. Mary. Thank you for that stirring testimony. <laughs> it's good to hear. No one's going to shut us up. That's <laughs> Anyway. Uh, I do have just a couple things to read tonight. Uh, first from Canada. I'm very grateful for all that I am learning through the teachings of this church. Much gratitude for this beautiful service and the grand lesson on life and for the roundtable discussion on the true meaning of strength and moral courage. Thank you to and thank you all and to our all good God. And this from California. Every week we are blessed with the performance of a solo during our Sunday church service. I wanted to express my appreciation to the makers of this music, the accompaniment from the keyboard and the singers. Last Sunday in particular, the singing of The Lord is My Light brought me into tears of joy, and as the congregation was clapping, I was already texting my practitioner, bravo, bravo, thank you, Plainfield Music Makers, for touching our hearts in a way that only music can. God is the strength of my life, and I have carried those words with me all week. So how beautiful is that? And yes, we have exceptional musicians, which we are so grateful for. And those were such beautiful, encouraging readings tonight and heartfelt testimonies. So thank you all, and have a good evening. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 326. The Christian warrior, see him stand in all the armor of his God. The spirit's sword is in his hand, his feet with the gospel shod. Hymn number 326.